0: You know, the gospel message is an urgent message and it's not a message that people should put on the back burner to consider at a later date, perhaps when life is less complicated or when they have more time. The story of the two criminals who died at Calvary alongside the Lord Jesus Christ is a graphic reminder to all of us that it is possible for individuals to be so very close to getting saved, so very close to the Savior himself, and yet end up losing their own souls. This was true of one of the thieves here. The Savior was right there next to him. He had a private audience with him, so to speak. But yet he died without Christ. And today, he's still enduring the consequences of that fatal mistake. He's in hell with the constant reminder that he was so close. But yet he missed his opportunity to be saved. In today's broadcast, evangelist Mr. Dan Shutt focuses on this one important and solemn fact that it is possible to miss Christ. We can be one of those who just put it off for a more convenient time, or we may be one of those who think that everything is okay, that a show of religion is close enough to the real thing. How tragic these scenarios are. And We hope that none of our listeners today will ever regret a missed opportunity to be saved.
1: I want to read in Luke chapter 23, and I have a very simple point really to make tonight. I really just kind of have one point. So Luke chapter 23, and we're going to read in at verse 32. What I am going to be reading is a part of the story of the cross, and I want to read about two men that were profoundly involved in that story. So... Luke chapter 23 and verse number 32. And there were also two other criminals. I know that if you have a King James Bible, it says malefactor. That is not a word that you use or understand or know. But the word really is criminals. Everybody understands that word, right? Two criminals. Led with Jesus to be put to death. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified Jesus and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment, that's his clothing, and they cast lots, they gambled for it. Now drop your eye, please, down to verse 39. And one of the criminals which were hanged, that is, nailed to a cross on either side, railed on him. That means he mocked the Lord Jesus. Strange thing, isn't it? They were both on a cross, and he was the guilty one, and yet he was making fun of the innocent one. Strange affair. And one of the criminals which were hanged railed on him, saying... If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly. In other words, what is happening at this cross is not a mistake. It's justice being carried out. For we receive the due Reward of our deeds. Again, we are getting exactly what we deserve. But this man, not the other criminal, the man in the middle, Jesus Christ, this man has done nothing wrong. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Jesus said unto him, Verily, I tell you, the stamp of heaven is on this statement. Verily, I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now let me read the rest of the story. And it was about the sixth hour. And there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he died. I want to tell you a story about something that happened almost exactly a thousand years ago. There was a man who lived in Norway. He was a merchant man. His name was Bjarni Holfsson. Now, if your name is Peterson, you could probably pronounce that when your name is shut. That's a real uh, tongue twister. Bjarni Hurlson. Bjarni Hurlfson decided that he wanted to sail to Iceland to see his parents. So has everybody got the map of Europe in their mind? Over here is Norway, and up here is Iceland. Now, I can't explain why it's called Iceland, because Iceland is green, and Greenland is covered with ice. I'll let you solve that sometime other than a gospel meeting. But Bjarni and his buddies in the ship, they went from Norway, they got to Greenland, and they made an amazing discovery, and it is this, that his parents were not in Iceland where he thought they were. In fact, he discovered that they had gotten on a ship, and they had sailed farther across the North Atlantic to, we've gone from Norway to Iceland to Greenland. So Bjarni and his intrepid friends got back in their boat, and they headed for Greenland. Unfortunately, in those days, they didn't have GPSs and uh, sonar and all of the fancy things that we have today, and there was a big storm came up, and apparently in the middle of the night, blown off course, they sailed straight by Greenland. And so for many days, thrashed by the winter storm in the North Atlantic, they continued to go westward, until one day, to their amazement, they saw a piece of land up ahead of the ship it wasn't greenland it <laughs> didn't look like greenland at all it was low-lying hills some trees on it it was a land that none of them had ever seen before just off the bow of their ship yeah. you know Barney's buddies they were you know they were vikings and so they were pretty adventurous and they said to Bjarne, he says well let's go ashore who knows? There may be towns to plunder. There may be gold to be discovered. There may be things that we could get that would enrich us. I don't know if this is true of, you know, all Norwegians. Bjarne was a stubborn kind of a guy. He said, no, no. He said, I got on this boat to see my parents. And if my parents are in Greenland, and this is in Greenland, we're going to turn around and go back and find Greenland. And that's exactly what he did. And to this day in North America, we do not celebrate Bjarni Hurlfson Day, do we? No, none of you. You know what we celebrate? We celebrate Christopher Columbus Day. And even though that's not quite right, because I think they should celebrate Eric the Red Day, that's a whole other story. But there's a little point I want to pull out of this. It's just this. There was a man a thousand years ago. He was so close to discovering North America. It lay at his fingertips. It would have taken no exertion to reach it. He came close, but he turned back. I want to talk to you very solemnly, actually, in the gospel meeting tonight about the great danger of being close to God's salvation. Maybe you think, man, Mr. Shutt, you've gone off your rocker. Would that we had a meeting full of people who were close to being saved. I want to tell you something. Being close to God's salvation is a most treacherous place. Because sadly tonight there are millions who have seen the Savior and the cross just ahead. Maybe there's somebody in this meeting that might make that terrible mistake. And at the very cusp of the greatest discovery that a soul can make, they turned around and they perished. Now lest you think, that I'm just making this idea up. Let me assure you that this is a theme that is found throughout the Bible. Let me just do something for you, and I don't mean to be run a Sunday school here, but let me just remind you of some simple stories from the Bible. Let, Let me take you back, first of all, to the book of Numbers, where the children of Israel are coming through the wilderness, and they reach a place called Kadesh Barnea. And God says to Moses, you know, you're just ready to go into the land. This desert is almost behind you. Ahead of you lies a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Have we not in the Sunday school sang about the 12 spies? And the great tragedy that while there were two that gave a glowing report of that wonderful land, there were 10 spies that said no. By the way, for all of you who are interested Let me just give you a little side piece here. This will help you understand that story. You know, they came back and said that the reason that they couldn't enter into the land was that the giants were too big. Do you know that that's not the problem? You know what the problem was? It wasn't that the giants were too big. It was that their God was too small. Oh, I don't mean God was small. You know that. It's that their God was too small. This God that had brought them out of Egypt... This great and mighty God that had defeated Pharaoh and his armies? This God that had fed them every day with manna from heaven? This God that had followed them with the rock that gave them water every day? And suddenly, this God can't take care of a few giants. Are you kidding me? But you know what the tragic result of that story is? That nation turned back from blessing that was at their fingertips. And for 38 years they wandered in a wilderness where all but two good spies died. Do you get my message? To be close is not good enough. Let me carry you with me over into the New Testament to Mark's Gospel, chapter 10. And I am reminded of a young man who came to meet the Lord Jesus. He wanted to have a chat with him. That man could have reached out and hugged the Lord Jesus had he wanted to. But in that conversation, that man's heart was laid bare. I'll just give you the Cliff's Notes of the story. He loved his money more than he loved the Lord Jesus. And this is what the Bible says. He turned and went away. Sorrowful. You know, I have people who tell me, they say, you know, if I could just see the Lord Jesus, you know, If he could just appear in our midst and talk to me, I just know that I could believe what he said. You know what? I don't believe that. Because the Bible tells me about people so close, they could have reached out and embraced him. Close. But they missed it. I am deeply concerned about people who grow up in Christian Canada and in Christian America. There is the assumption that because we have the name of Christ. There is the assumption that Gideon Bibles are in hotel room drawers. There is the assumption that on TV, maybe not the popular channels, but it's there, or on the internet, or on the radio, the preaching of the gospel can be heard. For many of you in this meeting, there is the assumption that mom and dad are Christians and they're there. And the Sunday school is there. And the Sunday night gospel meeting is there. And there are evangelists that are here. And we're so close. We can't possibly miss it. You know, in Luke's gospel, chapter 13, just a few pages back where I have read, we have read about some people who are really close. They stood in Christ's story outside of a closed door. One of the most solemn stories in all of the Bible, in my judgment. And they begin to say to the Lord, 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 we know all about you. We've eaten and drunk in your presence. You have taught in our streets. We know all about you. But the door was closed. I'm not interested tonight. What you call yourself. You can call yourself a Christian. One way or the other, it doesn't impress me because anybody can call themselves anything they want. I'm not interested in whether you practice the ethics of Christianity. Maybe you're just a nice person and you are honest and don't tell a lot of lies and stay sober and treat your wife right and do the right kind of things. It doesn't interest me. I'm not interested tonight whether you associate with good people. I'm pretty sure you probably do. And that's commendable. You don't need to change that to be saved, but it won't save you. And you could adopt a church or a creed, or you could try and talk like the believers. But the issue is this. Has there ever come a moment in your life when you've actually received him? I want to tell you what the solemn reality is tonight. There are people who have come terribly close, and they have terribly missed it. I wish you could come. Maybe some of you think it's Great job being a preacher. I want to tell you something. There are things that we see that some days I don't know how we bear up under them. To see people, for example, who, when they were younger, they wanted to be saved. And they knew the Bible. And they associated with the believers. But somehow they have drifted away from it. And in later years, as they feel life ebbing away from them, there is a growing consciousness in their soul that they're not right. But in the end, they pass into eternity without Christ. They've been so close, and yet they have missed it. We're not here to scold you. We're here to implore you in Christ's name. You are in a place of great blessing tonight. You know, the Bible says the word is nigh thee. I love that expression. Paul uses it. You know what he's reflecting on the fact? That God brings people into the most fantastic place of favor. That the gospel is preached. The word is near. Christ is pleading. To be all most saved is to be totally lost. That's what happened at the cross. It's always wonderful to jump to the saved thief, isn't it? The preacher's refuge. A man who in the final hour reached out to the man. I don't mean physically because he couldn't. He had a nail through his hand. But he reached out in his heart and he accepted the Savior. Man, that's red meat for preachers. The problem is there were two men at the cross and there was another man that was just as near. I'm sorry to tell you this. He's in hell tonight. And there are young men and young women, and there are older folks as well in this meeting. And I'm not interested tonight in how near or far away you are. I'm interested in one single solitary thing, and that is that you get to Christ. You know, this story about Bjarni Erlson has kind of a wonderful ending, actually. He found his parents. He sailed back to Norway. He made his official report about a land that he saw, but that he never reached. He sold the ship. He disbanded his crew. There was one man that heard his story and thought there was something to it. Maybe you know his name. His name is Leif Erickson, And he hired 35 men. He actually bought the original ship that had gone so close. And he took that ship. And some of my Canadian friends who are here tonight know that if you were to go to Newfoundland, to a place called Lancer Meadows, guess what you'll find? You'll find a man who didn't just come close. You'll find a man that went all the way and entered into all the blessing of a man who made this great discovery of North America. I want to tell you that there is a savior standing in this meeting tonight, and he is longing that there might be somebody who would believe the report, that there would be someone who would not just be near the gospel, acquainted with the gospel, looking for somebody that's going to just believe the word and accept the son and have this great salvation. I want to tell you about the great blessing of hearing something and acting on it. You see, this story is a terrifying story because there is a man who went straight from the cross to hell. I don't say that lightly, but I want you to understand the stark reality of this story. A terrifying story of a man who went from his cross and he dropped straight into hell. I want to tell you something. It's a thrilling story because there is a man in this story and he went straight from the cross to heaven. I want to tell you, this gospel meeting can have two outcomes. You can leave this meeting and go to hell. And there's nothing that two poor gospel preachers can say or do that can stop it. It's in your hand. I believe in the thrilling possibility. Because there are people who come to gospel meeting and they leave. And they're on their way to heaven. Please listen to this little message tonight. There's a warning that you need to hear. To be close is not good enough. You need to receive Christ tonight and enter into all the blessing that the Lord Jesus longs to impart to you tonight.
0: The message of the gospel is clear enough. We are sinners who have rebelled against God, and God has provided a solution to our insurmountable problem by sending His Son to pay the price for sin. We, on our part, are to acknowledge our need, and trust in the Savior that has been provided. Seems simple enough, doesn't it? Well, what have you done about it? Please don't be like those who have squandered their opportunities, who think that they're okay, who think that close enough to pass as a real Christian is good enough. You need to receive spiritual life from God in order to be in heaven. Trust Christ today, this very moment, and know for sure that all is well with your soul for eternity. Remember, almost is not good enough, almost, is to be lost. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken and a very warm welcome awaits you. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles,